0: What's going on, everybody? This is Chris Starr with the Wildlife Command Center podcast. And today I have on my good friend and brother, Chance, heir to the throne, Hands Baran. <laughs> and we get into a few topics, mostly our favorite Pokemon games and little Pokemon-associated ideas and things of that nature, as well as the latest controversy within the Wildlife Command Center community, Michael Hands Baran. He might've barehanded it too close to the sun and he got bitten by a 20 foot snake. It was not pretty. Went viral on TikTok, like 20 million views. Yeah, it's bananas. So we talk about that. We talk about one of my own gigantic snake bite stories, experiences, and basically what to do in these situations. So if you haven't already, please hit subscribe on this bad boy, and the notification bell, we'd really appreciate it, and leave us an awesome five-star review, it really does help out the pod, now let's jump into the episode with Chance, Airhands Baran. So Chance, I started playing the new Pokemon game, Legends of Arceus, or Legends Arceus, and I named myself Podcaster, to really drive the (sighs) point home within myself, right? Yeah, yeah that I am I a podcaster. Be the very best. <laughs> yeah, so when God <laughs> talks to me, he calls me podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had fun with that game. It's it's
1: it's definitely a unique pokémon experience and that's another way to take it up a notch. I like it.
0: That's mm-hmm. cool. Except for the hour plus oh. of intro BS. Oh my
1: gosh, man. Bro, I've got to say, this is probably just like my own opinion, a little bit of advice, but remembering how I used to play Pokemon games, I was young and I learned how to read playing Pokemon, you know, like alongside Mm, playing Pokemon, yellow and silver. And so... The thing is, is maybe I didn't realize how much I would have skipped anyways, because I have not read any dialogue in Pokemon Legends RCS at all. It's been real speedy. I've got my text set on fast, and uh, that's fine, because the game is perfect. I just kind of wish it just didn't even have so much story, you know? Like (laughs) uh, Breath of the Wild, I didn't... You know, didn't have uh, too over-the-top, too much... uh, Like, you felt like you're just along for the ride as you wait through a cutscene or anything. That's been my only gripe with the game, though, so...
0: Yeah, for Breath of the Wild, it seems like, hey, you're awake, okay, go. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just like, here's a stick, use it to not die.
1: Right, (laughs) and I like that. I mean, but then again, it is a Pokemon game, and we have to think...
0: The target audience is the target audience. Mm -mm. It's not. The target audience is no longer five-year-olds. It's straight up 15 to 30-year-olds. We're talking about what it is and not what it should (laughs) be. It
1: should be Pokemon should be a better company and treat its fans better. But what they do is not always that. So, you know, I would say best thing, though, is that the game, aside from all the cutscenes and, you know... Boring story is actually way more polished than I thought it was gonna be. Also tried the Kirby demo. That game looks pretty fun. But again, it's Kirby, so it's not super hard. It's more of just a fun playthrough. Not, mm. not worth 50 bucks right now, though. So <laughs> what is it? Is it a side scroller? Is it a free free roam? It's like a weird, like 3D Mario type format. So like very Nintendo, like, you know, you don't really play Nintendo games because they have the best graphics. You play them because they're one of a kind. You know, they're they're special. They've got a little special magic to them that not many things these days still have. And even though they're, uh, you know, some things I would gripe about, the new Kirby game looks really fun, man. I just played through the demo and yeah, I'll probably get it when it's on sale at some point, you know. But Pokemon was Exceptionally fun. I've I've made it pretty far. It's on hold right now, Mm. but where did you get to?
0: Um. Okay. So I just got to. I mean, like literally an hour. I was just like getting so tired. I mean, I it was. I played it from like eight to nine. At at, you know by nine or nine thirty or whatever it was, I was getting tired of just BS. I'm just like I'm going to bed, man. (laughs) (laughs) I like just cutscene, 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 cutscene. I finally got to the point where I was let free and I had like extinguished all my flame to play. I was like, oh my God, I'm just over it. You know, it's like, at least now I know like when I get back on it, I'm like free, I'm out. I'm to the very first point where you can roam the wild. Right. Like without task, basically. I mean, you have your tasks, but without like direct command. And Speaking of direct command, what the hell is this game? It's like, okay... So God throws me back in time and I immediately get conscripted into some island army. What the hell, dude? <laughs> yes, you are now. Report to Commander Schleimschlom at the upper levels. <laughs> report and go and explore. I'm like, what? Dude, I don't even know what my name is. Oh, yes, I do. It's Podcaster. And now you know that too. And I have this phone that God sent me. <laughs> and I can text God with it. And now I have to go explore, but, but then listen to these jamooks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you got signed up for a work crew, but you also have some kind of divine task, you know? So you just got to like blend in for a bit, you know? Like, don't mind me. I'm just some outsider who
0: fell from heaven. I fell from heaven with these weird clothes, and then I immediately get drafted into the army. Yeah, Chris, I won't
1: spoil the story for you because I don't remember well enough. (laughs) But I got to say... It's got to be weird. It's got to be a weird one. You're gonna have a wild ride. It, I don't really agree with it. It's it, the whole. You're right to be like this whole village situation. Something's weird because there's just a whole weird vibe with them through the whole game. You know, like there's a point where you come to, and it can only be summed up in one word: shame. So what, get ready what? for a lot of shame. <laughs> like what the heck? Yep, there you go. Not to ruin your your
0: playthrough. <sighs> <laughs> That's a little spooky. I'm just trying to do what God tells me to do. People, what we're talking about when we say that is like the God in the lore of Pokemon. That's what this game is about. It has something to do with him, right? And like the, the initial cutscene, you're talking to him. What's up? It's glowing. I'm God. How are you? Here's your phone back. I know you were looking for it. Um, I'm gonna throw you back in time. <laughs> you missing this? You missing this? Yeah. Put Here. my number in there. I'm gonna. Don't worry I'm about put, it. Yeah. Gonna, God, you have God mode now on your phone. <laughs> kind of cool. The initial few things, you know, that made like tickled me in my belly was like, um, you know, the first few Pokemon. Cyndaquil, that really took me back. You Ooh. know what I mean? Because I played the original.
1: Did you pick Cyndaquil?
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. 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 Only but, like there cannot be any other choice. You right. Know what I mean, I chose Cyndaquil. I mean, well. in all honesty, I'm very prevalent to the fire types, except Trico. Trico's my boy because he's a lizard and he involves in a skeptile and that's sick. So like Gen 1, fire. Gen 2, fire. You know, nothing after Gen 3 matters, but um, for those two, definitely Fire type.
1: I think I always went with... Uh, well, I had po- Pokemon Yellow, so I had Pikachu in, in that game. Silver, Cyndaquil, and then... Totally. Yeah, I guess I do lean more... It's only ever Fire or Water type. One weird playthrough on Gen 1 with uh, Bulbasaur instead, because I think it
0: was... Because uh, well, you go back and you learn... Oh, wow, I could easily beat Brock. When he was like the unsurmountable obstacle, if I just learned Vine Whip with Bulbasaur. But I I specifically remember being like five or six years old when my Charmander first learned Ember. Because up to that point, I thought, well, I'm just going to have to, you know, scratch and tackle my way through this game because I don't know anything else about anything. You know, nobody knew what Pokemon was, it was brand new. And then when I saw Ember and saw how much more damage it did, I'm like, oh, what? Like it was just this mind-blowing. Yeah. True. Power. <laughs> yeah. True, but yeah, I literally thought Ember was like the greatest thing known to man. And it's just like, <gasps> a fire like that. <gasps> That's all it was. You know, and then of course, it gets stronger and crazier and just absolutely bamboozling. Yep, that, was, oh, man. that was what was uh, addicting. And then also, if you
1: ever played multiplayer with someone you linked with someone and battled it's like if anyone ever just stomped you into the ground using higher level moves it gave you something to really look forward to because you're like what what was that how did they even do that you know especially whenever like you said things were new there was mythology running amongst all the children you know about the game you know, someone's uncle works at Nintendo and you know uh, that's
0: right. <laughs> my uncle works at Nintendo and he said that Zelda will be coming out at the end of the next year. <laughs> yeah. Postponed seven years. Ah, uh, yeah. Most of Chance's of young life. We're
1: very confident now for a twenty thirty release of the sequel to Breath. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, those poor Zelda fans. <laughs> right. They already gave Link a motorcycle, so they can't even bribe us with no crazy wacky stuff. We're just like, never gonna happen.
0: <laughs> never gonna happen. I know that's your that's your sheet. That's your game above all games. Um Hmm. That's a tough question. Let's see. What's your mind? Yeah. Pokemon okay. Emerald. Dang, I knew it. I was about heavy hitter thinking that. Yeah. When they Threw down on the Ruby and Sapphire DLC basically, and put it into Emerald. Oh man, of like the Battle Tower, and that that truly gave an unlimited access feel to the game. Like, like yeah. okay, now that there's there's so many more doors that can be opened, tasks to complete because right. that's all a game actually is. Is like if you take a take take a step back from video games, all it is is menial tasks being completed. You know what I mean? Instead of doing those in like your actual life, which is what people should be doing.
1: (laughs) But that requires physical effort.
0: (laughs) You got to get off. Lord have mercy. Yes, basically. Yeah, see, and and like, I don't even know how long I'm going to go with uh, Legends of Arceus because like, I love doing this podcast so much. And I love... Hanging out with my new friends from church and you know it's summertime now, so I'm I'm working out again. Yeah.
1: I mean, I would just try to blow through it as quickly as you can, just so you can do whatever you want to do in it. Like I've got no shiny Umbreon, but I have an Umbreon and almost Mm. other every other Evolution. You know, like I've done the thing some of the things I've wanted to do, and I haven't finished the story. As a matter of fact, to be honest. Chris, the reason why I brought up the thing earlier, the shameful part. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's where I stopped playing. It happened and I quit.
0: I stopped. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I wonder if I'll get to that point. Is there gym battles? Is there gym bosses?
1: Yeah, kind of. There's like... Uh, the game's different. There's like alpha Pokemon, you know, big Pokemon in the game. And then there's like You know, I don't remember Guardian Pokemon. They're like the, you know, oh, this is the one that keeps the volcano, but now the volcano is flooded and whatever. You've Mm got to go calm some Pokemon down here and there, you know? So you got big, like, different kinds of battles where it's a little bit of run and gun, new style of combat mixed in with, then you throw your Pokemon in to weaken them down and then you keep battling them and then you throw more Pokemon in and, That's like your boss Mm. battle. So there's not like gyms right now, but there are people that you go up against. I think there's way more emphasis though on like catching Pokemon and collecting Pokemon, kind of like Pokemon Go, but they've eliminated the, yeah, the gimmicky part of things, you know. Like, that's uh, good. Can you imagine if, like, remember uh, Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu? If there Mm -hmm. was actual battles, like actual wild battles in that game, or they got rid of the Pokemon Go style and just traded it in for like a two-stick top-down shooter where you just like throw Pokeballs in the overworld, they should have done anything other than Pokemon Go style because, boy, I'm done with it. You know, that style of throwing Pokeballs. Yeah, thank you. Well, the gameplay is just evolving now. Like we we have now a 3D Pokemon. You know, like we have a Pokemon that's like what we've wanted. Like we've wanted something new from Pokemon for a while. Like once the game's got formulaic, the thing is, once it gets old, it gets old. You know, you move on. Like I haven't played Monster Hunter in months, but
0: mm-hmm. it was
1: really fun whenever it was hot. But things move on, you know, and I like the new yeah. Legends of Arceus game, but with the story and the fact that don't look up how many Pokemon there are. There's a good amount. You know, it's, there's no uh, issue there. I was going to
0: ask you, actually, is there a national dex? Like, can I catch Trico?
1: You're like in this certain territory that has a grab bag of all sorts of generations of Pokemon, which is mm-hmm. interesting for me because I tuned out past like Diamond and Pearl. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I tuned out for oh, so there's like and a Pearl. bunch of
0: randoms like, what the hell is this thing? Oh, yeah. There's times where I'm like, is that thing rare? <laughs> it looks
1: rare. It looks wild.
0: And weird. And it's just know? like Gen 9's Bidoof. Yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> you know. And so it's, it's very adventurous for me. I like that part. But then you see anything that you recognize and you're just like, I know it. I want it. I want it. I know what that is. You know? Mm. And it's all, like I said, there's huge emphasis on the catching aspect of things. So, in the collecting and... There's variations. Like they can be different sizes. They can have they can be shiny, obviously. Seeing something like that in the wild's cool. Mm-hmm. There's a lot
0: of really fun aspects to the game. Oh dude, I bet that is cool. Like you come over a crest of a hill, Yeesh. and there's just like a shiny abra. And you're like, what the f what? Yep. out, oh, are you kidding me? I bet I bet you that is a really crazy way to see a shiny. It's just like you peer and you're like, wait a minute, why is it purple? (gasps) (gasps) Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. (laughs) I I like it. The only
1: downside is there's not all Pokemon. It's not all of Gen 1. Like you can't get a Dragonite or other things. You know, it's I I mean, I don't like Dragonite, but yeah. But here's the thing is that I hope that they see how good this game is and either build on it indefinitely. Like GTA 5, this thing. Yeah, or come out with the next, like, oh, this is this is it. We're gonna come out with the next game, and it's gonna be like a full Pokemon MMO type game, whether it's online or not, you know, but really just like take this open world concept and flesh it out even more. Like make it a complete Pokemon definitive edition type game. Dude, that I would buy DLC for that regularly for whatever reason, you know, if it was worth it. But I can see the ceiling for Arceus, so I kind of like tapered off and wanted to like savor the last, however much is left. Because with Zelda Breath of the Wild, I accidentally beat the
0: game and it kind of sucked after that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. So they called it Legends Arceus because there's going to be other Legends Games, I assume, right? Right. That's, they, right. that's why they didn't just call it Pokemon Arceus. So, dude, like, I mean, in all honesty, if they made that format, that style, open world ish, actually make it open world versus jumping from, from at least what I've seen, you go from like little region to region. You know, yes. Make it legit open world, like Breath of the Wild. They could put every single generation in that style and make all the money. Oh yeah. Well that's what I'm hoping for
1: is like this is the one where they kind of, it's kind of proof of concept testing the waters.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: it's definitely testing the waters, but at the same time it's like they did the right thing at the starting point. You know, Arceus is supposed to be the creator Pokémon, so at the beginning you would want to explain how civilization came about after, you know, order was put in place and everything was assigned its function. And so it's a good place to start. And just like at the beginning of creation, you have all sorts of things. Well, man, if you start in one region, you're not going to know about elephants, just like Pokemon. Like we've kind of got a grab bag in this game of different generations. But dude, imagine Mm -hmm. if the very next one, it was like we're jumping straight into Gen 2, full open world, Gen 2 map, all those Pokemon... But it's like open world remake or something
0: of that nature. Like Dude, it would be incredible. I would I would wholeheartedly play that way more than what I've got in front of me if I just knew that's what it was. Right? It's like fully open world, Gen Two, all the gym bosses, everything. It's just remade that way. I'm I'm sinking hours. I'll pay one hundred twenty dollars for that game. A hundred percent. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Is like
1: I just the value that they should put into it would people would still buy it they could they could accommodate what they need to do with these games absolutely there's no shortage of uh ability there in the pokemon realm of their their group so i hope that that's
0: where they take it i hope this is like a not a one and done thing i doubt it i mean they have to know they have to hear that people are absolutely loving this game you know plus you know, it's not like, um, Pokemon
1: XD, you know, that was a flop. <laughs> this is not. Wasn't that called Gale of Darkness? That's right. That's it. Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. One of the original clickbaits because you thought it was going to be cool by the box art. You were like, what? Dark Lugia.
0: Whoa. Oh, that was the original clickbait. Right. And because, like, wasn't it just a rehashed stadium?
1: Basically, but limited. And it was just, I think it was one of those things that, like, if you and I had some kind of pipe dream idea for the greatest game ever or something, oh, like the game idea that you pitched to me before, that. Ugh would be great still living in my memory banks it would be great you know to have a game fully fleshed out like you want but if you start with some grand huge concept rather than a handful of game mechanics that go together really well and then polish it up and flesh it out you get you're really going for something big but then it has to end up getting scaled down to the point where it's like not what you want you know so Mm Hmm. I think that that's what that game was. Is they had big ambitions, is just limited by whatever was going on with Nintendo. You know, like the GameCube was never supposed to be like a thing. It was just uh, Nintendo was trying to get the Wii out, but couldn't in time fully get it up to speed or something along those lines. The GameCube was like a weird in-between console that they did in response. That's why. Huh. And it did so well. Yeah, it shares the same discs and connectors as the Wii, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Ah, you, you remember right. it fondly, but in all reality, oh, it yeah. didn't do great. You know, and so really, yeah, yeah. Believe I played it or that I. thing till I burned it up. That's the <laughs> dude. I think GameCube would probably. It's probably like the best console that Nintendo really, really put out until the Switch. I feel like because. Yeah, I love Nintendo 64. I love, all, you know, all their consoles. I liked my Game Boy SP, but the GameCube was just like in that era. Remember it had memory cards? It was like Nintendo did like a PlayStation right. Like it wasn't everything. They like it didn't have everything you would want out of it, but the potential was there. It just didn't take off as much as it could have. Like, you know, it could go on the internet. It had an Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Never played it. <laughs> I owned it on the GameCube. It was a lot weirder.
0: I okay. What is the allure of Animal Crossing? Sell me. Animal Crossing is like it's the best way
1: that the concept of like you're a little kid running around. Imagine like a video game where you could do absolutely anything you want. This was like the a common dream amongst anyone little kid that played, you know, had a game video game. And so Animal Crossing is like a life simulator, but it's not like the Sims. It's like you have your own little space. And again, the game mechanics are stupid simple. So it's easy to pick up, but they're smooth and it works and it's tedious and it's, you know, it's addictive like Facebook or something. And so it's just, uh, it's good for that scratching that itch of you got smacked by a boss too hard too many times in your main game so you need to go and take a breather and something a little bit more chill and so you go decorate your house on your GameCube and Animal Crossing but you don't have enough money to pay this thing so you go shake some trees for a little bit then you go get a snack and then you go dive back into the game that's whooping your butt but you know after you play it for a while it's fun you're like this game's actually pretty good. You know, I'm not talking like, oh, no, no, like My Little Ponies. It's actually pretty good when she's no, none of that. I'm saying this game <laughs> is legitimately universally enjoyed by many people, you know, like even gamers that are like, I do nothing but play Call of Duty. Like they, even people like that and Animal Crossing, nope, they'll be into it if they put in the time to like get past the, you know, it's a slow startup kind of game. It's kind of like a, if you ended up getting it, well, do you remember back when? Do you remember that era of like GameCube and stuff? I don't know about you, but I didn't have like a you know portfolio of fifty discs of games or something. You know, I probably had a solid ten. Yeah. So you got like Lord of the Rings, Kirby Air Ride. If you're a yep. lucky person, um, yep. you know, Smash. You've got that. You got Twilight Princess. So you've got those. Those are all big titles. Those are big money. But then you've probably got a couple it's things. Where, yeah, those. See, now we're getting into kind Spyro. of like the lower tier for me. You know, I did what? like those guys. lower tier, dude. Blasphemy. Spyro. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Spy- Spyro's. Uh, <laughs> Spyro's pretty great. We actually got that remastered trilogy. So. Oh, did you? Yeah, Zach played the absolute hell out of that. Yeah. See, I I don't have enough nostalgia to sink the actual time into it but mm-hmm. Lakin does she she had a PlayStation or something somewhat that I didn't play PlayStation as much as anything on Nintendo so that's why uh, those little handheld emulators are the bomb diggity because you can just play basically anything before GameCube in your hand so hmm. yeah pretty fun remember when we used to play Emerald on our
0: phones remember how productive yes, we geez. were <laughs> Absolutely uh, right. When coronavirus started, so I had it back in January. So <laughs> January twenty twenty, I was sick. I was pretty sick. Oddly enough, it's probably just the flu, and everybody just got the flu in the normal flu season. If we're being honest, um, and I picked up Emerald, you know, because I was laid up for like I don't know five days or so, and I just played the hell out of it on my computer. Yep. You just max everything out. So, like, your running speed is just like obscene. You know, you tap the button, it's just cling, cling, cling for like all the dialogue. You're just like blasting through it. <sighs> I love it's it. So nice. Yeah. See, that's,
1: that's why I like playing on the phone too, is like, got to hatch some eggs, Psh, nothing.
0: It's nothing, bro. Yeah. That's going to take you 45 seconds max. Bam, bam,
1: <laughs> bam. <laughs> Want to see me yeah, run to the dock to that... and back? Want to see me do it again?
0: <laughs> Want to see me do it again? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, and again and again and again. Anyway, so apparently Michael got bit by his 20 foot python. Ooh. Yeah. That, yeah. That looks brutal, man. And it went viral on TikTok. Did it? Not the bite itself, but the escape of the snake went viral. 20 million views. Um. Yeah. Crazy, right? Wow. Unfortunately, on Cole's TikTok, sorry, Cole, if you're listening to this. Wow. And it's so funny. People are, <laughs> people are like, that's not a 20-foot snake. And they measured it out. It's <laughs> 18 and a half feet. Oh, yeah. Well, they're but right. it's not 20. It's not 20. That's not, not, 20, not 20 feet. It's <laughs> Yeah. It, sure you guys know. The uh, comment section on TikTok is just lovely. Oh, it's a cesspool, bud. TikTok has comments. It does. And they are rough. Yeah, I just got it just to, to build up my own TikTok. You know, the nice thing about... So... Absolutely no notifications, no tracking. So I, I honestly forget it's there. Perfect, right? Yeah. Probably should freaking do that with Instagram if I'm being honest. Yeah, so all I do is I just, I like click upload. And then I go, I like click the top of my screen. So it goes like all the way back to like my earliest videos. Yeah. And then I just kind of scroll down, find a cool one I haven't posted yet of some awesome animal interaction, post it. Boom. <laughs> oh. You know? Yeah. Oh, I caught some snakes here. Let me upload that. Oh, baby hair getting fed by their parents. Let me post that. For sure. That's crazy though that uh
1: they had a video blow up. It's just a matter of time till one of your clips it's just happens million. to be the one.
0: Yeah, it's, it's basically that's all you need is is the 20 mil. Or not a 20 mil, a couple mil, you know. And that'll get you up to uh, you know, mid five digits followers. Yeah. And then The race is on. There you go.
1: I'm glad that that he got that. That's uh, just going to spread out too. I mean, I'm sure all... There is algorithm in play. So we're all linked together.
0: Yeah. But Michael found me and now he's like... Like tagging me in every video. Well, yeah. Which I get. I get it. We're just ranting. Don't take this personally. He's not going to listen. He never does. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, until until he hears that that you said that three times, you've now woken the bear, <laughs> woken the beast. Now
0: he's going to listen to touch that thermostat.
1: <laughs> you can just question, ask, did, are you sure you heard that right? Go back and listen again
0: <laughs> <laughs> from another device. Don't use. Here's the thing: don't use the first phone that you used. You have to use a different phone if you're going to listen to it properly. So he apparently got bitten by this giant, vicious, 18-footer, Mama Lav. Mama Lav,
1: yeah. Oof, yeah. Lavender is right. She's beautiful, man. I went and took a peek. I was like, hey, who are you? She's up on the top shelf, so.
0: Yeah, bad idea. So here's one of the things. Big snake, especially your biggest snake, should not put it up high. Maybe they learned that lesson. Doesn't look like they did. You need to put your biggest, meanest snake on the bottom if you have a bunch of snakes. He doesn't have a bunch of snakes. So he just needs to put her on the bottom. Yeah. Like there's zero reason for her to be up so high where she could be dangerous. And knock over the rattlesnake enclosures. That's you know. part of why the TikTok went viral. It's like, well, she knocked over the rattlesnakes. Oh, look, there's one. And then it's like... shh. It's <laughs> There's a pair of boots in there, it's just rattling by the boots. Oh man. Worst case, yeah. Literally the worst case scenario. Giant snake gets out, knocks over the venomous snakes, they get out, and it's a shit show. (laughs) Avoid
1: the giant, (laughs) like dinosaur-sized snake. It's really pretty, by the way. Avoid her. Gorgeous, beautiful. Be on the lookout for the ones that are hot and venomous.
0: Just kind of tiptoe around. She's not she's not aggressive. She's just you know, in all honesty, they probably pissed her off and that's why she bit him.
1: Well, that's like, I remember one of your huge snakes getting out, then Taffy would definitely disagree with them not being aggressive. <laughs> she's they move small bite size. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I just, I remember walking in the front door, she's protesting on top of the fridge and I'm like, what? What is so problematic? That you're going? Are you serious? Yeah. And there was a snake upstairs. And I'm just like, "What's going on?" And yeah, I look over to the right into the living room area, and coming around the corner from the kitchen across one wall, down the other, and then pointing towards me, just almost completely, you know, around the 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 room. I was like, "Oh, that's a big snake." And I remember uh, mentioning it to you. <laughs> was I there or not? No, you weren't there, but you you said, just put her back in. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I said. It might not have been great. I just remember grabbing Taffy the cat like a little football, beelining it for the bathroom, tossing her in, running her some water, closing the door, and then leaving the house. I took oh, off. My, Chris yeah. can deal with this when he gets home. Yeah, Yeah, basically. I was just... If the cat's concerned with the snake's presence, I too shall be concerned.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But I'll
1: save the cat first,
0: because we love Taffy. Grumpy old lady. Oh, goodness. Yeah, man. I mean, I have no recollection of that. I was also dabbling in a lot of the devil's lettuce in those days. So, you know, forgetting things was kind of my cup of tea back then. Uh, Indeed. I'm surprised that's I remember. time in my uh, life.
1: I'm surprised yeah. I remember even that. Probably just because of all the adrenaline dropped whenever. Uh, oh. Ah, because I was yeah. The snake was there looking at me, you know, which huh. which is fine. Can I eat this guy.
0: It was sizing <laughs> me up.
1: Yeah, well, that's I was doing a seal up once and turned to like a legit like that's one, pretty a big, big. Old seven foot black rat snake, but what? it was actually the biggest one I've ever caught here. It was huge. It was massive, and it was reared up like two and a half feet off the ground, striking at me. And I was just like, mm-hmm. "What on earth?" Yeah, like it. I guess it. Whenever I was turning around, it had just gone back on like a little springy motion, and so it had really gained some some foot off the ground, you know, footage off the ground. So when I turned, I'm just like eye to eye because you know I'm sealing the bottom of the house. I'm crouched down. I turn, and it's. Massive snake face to face, and yeah, I've never been startled by a rat snake except for that one. You know, I didn't know what that was at first, and so that was the same thing. But this snake at the house was actually massive, massive,
0: so legitimately massive. A seven foot rat snake is it's still like. It's big because you know Less how big around is your wrist, right? You know? It's
1: big because you know it's big in comparison to other rat snakes. When it's big, mm-hmm. but it's never like whoa, yeah, that's as big as round as my leg. No, none of that.
0: <laughs> Where they can legitimately be as big around as your leg and as big around as my leg and my torso. Yeah, scoop you up real, real quick. Yeah, I've taken a pretty gnarly snake bite to my hand before. I was going to ask you about that. I still have the scars. Oof. Yeah, on the inside of my ring finger. Where did you go wrong? So, I was going over to a buddy's house to take four of his biggest snakes. (laughs) There's your first clue of where I went wrong. It was nighttime. Nighttime is when he feeds. Oh. So... There you go. Yeah. So we had gotten a few of them out and we were, tr- we were going to transport them. I was going to put them in the back of my truck. I got a trailer, going to move the enclosures and the snakes themselves, yada, da. And one of them, which was an F1, which in biological breeding terms means that it is one generation removed from the wild. The one of the parents of the snake was a wild snake. So from the wild, caught in the wild, then moved into captivity. That's what F1 means. So, very big, very unfriendly. 16 minimum. Yeah, just a real giant snake and just mean as piss. So, what you do is you kind of tap them in the snoot. You kind of boop the snoot a few times to turn off their feeding response, meaning, okay, I'm not getting fed right now. They're just going to mess with me or something like that. So, I'm not going to try and bite them. Yeah, reset. So, exactly. A little reset button. Bloop, bloop, bloop. If you go and look at uh, the Wildlife Command Center TikTok now, they have a video on how we do that. How to boop a snake. How to boop a not 20-foot snake snoot. (laughs) (laughs) 18.5. So we got her out and started feeding her into one of those black and yellow tubs. Yeah. And you put the top of it on it as much as you can besides the corner that she's slithering into right and then you push it and you cover the rest mm-hmm. right well because it's rectangular there's going to be a little portion that's not covered the edges right
1: on the edges there's going to be yeah the other portion
0: corner. so she puts her snout she's like you know it's a snake so they can wrap around themselves so she goes she's still going in curves around and starts to stake her head out of the same little section that like right next to the rest of her body that's still going in. And I I go, I'll just boop the snoot. Uh, Uh, Well, on the end of all Python's snoots are their heat sensing pits. And so as I reached my hand up to her, she sees that heat coming towards her and she goes, huh, I could probably eat this. Bam! And she grabs my hand. Oh, by the way, her head is as big as my hand. It's a big head. I'm not kidding. Awful. Grabs my hand, pulls me down, and starts to wrap up my hand, wrap up my arm, with the rest of her coils. Like, with you know, within about oh. a second, I've been grabbed by hundreds of rear-pointing teeth, They have four rows of teeth on the top and bottom of their mouth. So they have eight rows of teeth. Real, real shit. Um, Pulls me in, starts wrapping my hand up. 16 foot snake. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the guy helping me probably weighs 50 pounds less than I do. Small statured man. Yeah. Super exciting situation. So... I am a snake. I'm being bit. I'm like, all right, let's work on this. And so (laughs) at this at all point, it's like at all times like, all right, she's coiling. Whatever she can get a hold of, she's coiling. She's trying to kill. Yeah. And you can imagine 16 foot snake. This is not easy. First things first, you do not let her get a coil around your neck because that's how you can pass out and die. So you always protect your neck. Your neck is more important than your torso or because your torso is pretty strong. You know, you have your ribs your neck is not that strong. And they can easily choke you out. Obviously, that's how you go to choke people out one-on-one combat between humans. You choke people out with their neck. So it's easy for a snake. So I'm doing my best to defend the neck and pulling coils away from the neck whenever they do get up to the neck. (laughs) And my small stature buddy is doing his best to try and get the snake off my hand. So like, as he's like working on the rest, as he's working on the mouth. Yeah. Like at all times the whole rest of her body is trying to wrap up whatever is she's touching and like <laughs> <laughs> So you can see how this is a, a bit of a jacked up situation. Oh. <laughs> so that, that's a lot. Man. It's a lot a lot and I'm pissing blood by this point, you know, because there's a lot of hypodermic needles in my hand right now. So, I stuck my arm down. He put it between his legs in front of him so that he could at least immobilize that. And I'm working on keeping the rest of her coil off of me and him so he can work. He's trying to get her mouth off my hand, right? So, we put it in ice water. That didn't work. Hydrogen peroxide. That didn't work. Stung the frick out of my hand, though. (laughs) (laughs) All the fresh (laughs) wounds. Yeah, that stung, bubbled up. That was kind of crazy seeing the frothing blood <laughs> peroxide, basically. Like pink, bunch of crazy pink bubbles, basically. Turns the whole aesthetic of the situation to a different level for a bit. Oh, yeah. So now it's just dripping everywhere. Ugh. Nothing was working at that point. And so fortunately, snakes are cold-blooded. And so several minutes in, now she's starting to, the rest of her coils are starting to tire out a little bit. Yeah. As well as what you can kind of do is like let her wrap around a leg and that doesn't do anything, you know? Yeah. And so what we try to do is get her to wrap a leg. And from there, you can, you can basically immobilize the rest of her. Like that's not going anywhere as long as she, <laughs> she stays locked onto your leg. Yeah. She's anchored there. You can work out the rest. Yes. And so we did that wrapped around either his or my leg. And so then we brought it up, brought my hand back up and in front of him. So they don't have a full row of teeth like we do, where the teeth come in the front and not like sharks or anything like that. Yeah, They have a gap where in the front of their mouth, where their tongue goes through, you know what I mean? So they can slip their tongue with their mouth closed. So you can slip, this is how big that snake was, two fingers between that gap Ugh. of her rows of teeth. Wow. So my buddy Ben slipped two fingers through the top of the mouth, through that, those rows of teeth, and on the bottom of her mouth, like where her tongue is. Wow. And then started to, because they're rear-facing, you have to peel them out. Yeah. And like, you have to peel her head. Back off, you, and don't worry about her head. Her head is ultra flexible. Like this does not hurt the snake in any way. And at this point, screw the snake. <laughs> you know, point,
1: we've given you plenty of peaceful opportunities to detach. Yeah.
0: And as he's popping these teeth out, they are making a literal pop pop pop, pop, pop mm-hmm. like out of my skin. That's I know, I know, because yeah, like like light yeah. popcorn.
1: It's like if you ever pull a small snake off you, you can kind of hear it, but it like a small little chihuahua bark of a level of what you're talking about and what you're talking <laughs> about just sounds awful. Because I know it's that like, even if he pulls and
0: peels right, there's a bit of a ripping part out of your skin. Let me see if I can, I can kind of replicate it. Let me see if you might not hear a chance, but my audience might, I'm going to tap my computer. Yeah. And that's kind of what the sound of the teeth made as they were like exiting, like popping out of my skin.
1: Yeah, it's just a little bit of flesh Velcro.
0: Flesh Velcro. (laughs) That's what it sounded like. And part of the motion is to slowly push, like as he's popping these out, I'm having to push my hand slightly down her mouth a little more to get some of them out. Because that's where they point, you know. You can't, if you pull the opposite way, you're going to shred your skin. Yeah. You have to push slowly into mouth. That's the whole point of them, you know. Yeah. And I have to push slightly in, and then Ben spreads her mouth open, wide enough to the point that I could slip my hand out. Ugh. And I do. And I slip my hand out, and we fling her head back into the crate, unwrap her from our legs, and lock her up. And then as right as we clip that top of that tub closed. I'm like, oh man, what an ordeal. And then I'm like, and I start to get real woozy. Yeah. And then like the corners of my vision start to go a little dark. I'm like, what the hell? And then I kind of, I kind of, I look at my hand and I look on the ground. There's just puddles of blood. Yeah. Oh, I'm losing blood. I should probably go sit down. (laughs) So... (laughs) Wow. <laughs> we sat down, we rinsed the the wound out, got my hand above my head. Um, his wife came. Uh sad story, who later murdered him, by the way, might be like uh uh topic for another time. Yeah, that's that <laughs> that's that friend of mine. Wow. Uh yeah. She came and uh wrapped me up, grabbed me a diet coke or uh, uh, excuse me, a full coke to replenish like the sugar in my blood, basically. Yeah. Drank a bunch of water and then, oh, and then I took that snake home. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then I brought her to my house to interact with her even more. The snake
1: tried to eat you. Well, I mean, that just gives you a certain level of respect. You know, it's kind of like having a bird, you know, that just lights you up all the time. Mm -hmm. You're just fear, you know, it's a respectful fear of this thing might just
0: get me. yeah seriously
1: yeah I that's that was that was a lot even and then even at the end, that bomb show yeah
0: yeah, that was a bummer mm. big bummer, I just lost another friend to cancer last week mm-hmm. that was a bummer too. he was like in his early fifties,
1: yeah, that's young, too
0: young, yeah, I'm finally to the age where my friends are starting to die. Didn't think it would be this young in life. Yeah. It's
1: uh, it's scary if it's that. You know, I mean, it, it's very intimidating. Health. When it's health, that's where it's worrisome. Losing folks to society, things, pressure, drugs, whatever. Yeah. A lot of younger folks experiencing that before they anticipated it. But
0: mm. cancer.
1: Yeah. That one.
0: That'll put some stuff in check for a bit, yeah dude. two months from it feels kind of weird, and i'm gonna I'm gonna go get checked out to passed away two mm. months, wow, yeah, not like multi year battle with cancer, nah dude, two months, and it like exploded and took over his body. It's crazy, man, yeah. I really didn't want. Sorry, guys. No. Sorry. Yeah, this took a little bummy turn. Uh, what's your favorite Pokemon again?
1: <laughs> uh, well, it's good. Hey, it's you know, it's good to talk about these things. People, people need to talk this about these things. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is life, and to live is to die. So make to sure live you're prepared. Is to
0: die, sometimes get shot, sometimes get bitten by not twenty foot snakes. And then it gets uploaded to not your Instagram account. And so Ooh. someone else goes viral with it. And that's unfair. Well, that's why uh <laughs> we just gotta keep living
1: life forward, you know. Because there's a lot a lot of missed shots, you know, we'll have, but hey, at least your missed shot wasn't dying at the hands of a what
0: sixteen point five foot snake, you said? Probably sixteen point five, yeah. She was she was actually a lot thicker than Mamba Lab is. But Michael, you know, if, if, he, if he was bitten by a snake that was as thick as the one that I got, at the length that she is, it would have been much more dangerous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Well, thank God that didn't happen. So, yeah,
0: I'm glad mm-hmm. y'all are both here and not in the belly of a snake. So ah! Nah, snakes aren't... <laughs> they're not big enough to swallow us. We're too big. We're not the uh, the small island and jungle folk of the East, Southeast Asia. They they are much more edible from a snake's perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. The places that have the biggest of those species of snake have the smallest people. Well,
1: the snake yeah. saw opportunity and decided to uh, <laughs> just unhinge those jaws a little bit further. <laughs> just thinking from a, a jungle perspective of the, what the snake sees, or we're, we're just little yep. little primate folk. And I talk about uh. Being there, man, you'd learn how to how to run and climb
0: and get out of the way with uh, how much ground those can cover. A rat inspection today for some people who moved here from India. Big thing was like they had rats in their garage that they were dealing with, and then the next week they saw a snake. And you know, we were just talking about in in India, you have to treat every snake with the utmost concern and respect because most of them are venomous. Hmm. All kinds of adders, vipers, cobras—like a snake bite. Oh, he said his sister got bitten by a snake, by a venomous snake on her leg. Growing up there, mm. crazy. Oof. What kind of damage in it from getting one on the leg and making that's, it? That's what I'm trying to draw out of him because, yeah. <laughs> because like, that's what I wanted to know, like was it a hemotoxin or a neurotoxin so hemotoxic is like blood destroying and blood targeting and that actually like will break down the tissue whereas neurotoxic um just goes into your nervous system and starts to shut that down and then you die from asphyxiation because your lungs stop working you know so i couldn't quite tell probably neuro because they started doing blood transfusions mm. which is... huh yeah Either way, I, I didn't get enough information as much as I wanted out of him, but she's still alive. She didn't lose the leg, which is huge. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'd say that's what I'm saying. It's like, the fact
1: that she made it through didn't sound, sound like she didn't lose her leg or Mm-mm. you know, have any massive things to report. So wow. You know.
0: Yeah. Snake bites, people. Take them seriously. Yes. As well as snakes. Take snakes seriously. Don't Don't be filled with them. If you see a snake and you cannot positively identify it, call Wildlife Command Center or an appropriate wildlife control agency. Even if you're in Las Vegas, Nevada, we'll be there soon. Don't you worry. As a matter of fact, depending on when you're listening to this, we could already have an office up there. So give Wildlife Command Center a call. Keep an eye on the snake, but don't go near it. Keep an eye on it. Give us a call and then we'll come out and we'll remove it safely for a slight fee and we'll identify it and let you know if it was harmless or dangerous all snakes should be treated as dangerous and with that chance air hands baran yes sir we are going to end this episode that was a very good service announcement that <laughs> everyone needs
1: to know that so Excellent. It's been great being on here with you, man. Hope you enjoy yeah, the rest been like of the week.
0: Two weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been uh, a lot of busy, busy going, going, but uh, I've enjoyed being on here with you again and catching up. Hope to hop on again soon.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe and hit the notification bell for this podcast and leave us an awesome five-star review. Thanks again for jumping on with Chris Starr and the Wildlife Command Center podcast. Y'all have a good one. Until next time, God bless. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. This is Michael Baran, AKA Bare Hands Baran. Make sure you go now to Discovery Plus, download our reality TV show, Bare Hands Rescue, where we are out there every day, rescuing people from wild animals. It is entertaining, it is engaging, and it is informative. Download it today and listen for our next podcast.